okay, so this, so now we're on part two of Twilight Part One. About to get into the act. Um, okay, so to recap, you were about to recap, and then I hit record. So let's okay. let's recap for the listeners what happened and where we're at. Okay, so um, to recap, uh, Bella and Edward have now officially decided they are madly in love with one another. Yes. Um, Edward has decided that Bella is part of his clan, like she's met his family, and yeah. we are at the point where Bella is about to meet or is about to introduce um, Edward and Charlie um, to each other formally uh, because they are about to go play some baseball. So we've seen where Rosalie got mad and broke the bowl because Bella already ate. Yeah. Esme and Carlisle like her. Alice and Jasper seem okay. Nothing weird's happened with them yet. But what I was just telling Jess before I hit record which I didn't um, know until after we recorded the first part, was when Emmett walks into the cafeteria uh, the first time that she sees them, when they do their little catwalk, apparently it's an Easter egg that he is holding a bag of boiled eggs. Um, because that is, human- <laughs> that is what, I mean, that's what I eat for lunch, is an unrefrigerated yeah. bag of boiled eggs. I do hope that if I ever became a vampire, I would become like an out-of-touch one like that. That would be like, is this how humans interact now? And I would bring like the weirdest things for lunch every day. Like, and here's the thing: like he sold it really well because I didn't notice. Like that had to be pointed out to me, right? Like they already are kind of isolated as being the weird foster kids who date each other, and now they're just bringing like bags of hard-boiled eggs. So nobody's questioning it. They're just like those Collins, man. I. I kind of want to see him sit and, like, crack each boiled egg. No, no, no. I think they were already peeled. They were, like, they were, like, slipping around in this bag. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, then I want to see him sit there and sadly individually eat one by one. No salt, no pepper. Just pop them in. (laughs) And he's, like, this is how humans do it, I guess. Swallow it. Yeah, just like a snake. Do like the chubby bunny challenge with the like boiled eggs. eggs. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, gross. Um <laughs> he's got a smell, right? Like you just get carrying around fucking eggs. They're probably the same eggs every day too, because like why would they waste a dozen eggs? I don't know. I mean like Carlisle is beyond rich, so I'm sure they could like afford their own yeah. eggs if they want to do. I like, also um, he goes and he boils some. Someone, someone commented that um, Carlisle and Esme have the least chemistry together than any other character. And someone else commented, they were like, uh, yeah, that's because they're rich white people. So, of course, they don't have chemistry together. And I was <laughs> like, oh, dang. Oh, yeah. out. It's like, it's true, though. There's some, I don't know. I don't see a lot of chemistry either between like. Rosalie and Emmett. Right. Agreed. Um, I see it with Alice and Jasper. I do. Um, But I think that's Alice selling it. Like, yeah. You know, and I think Charlie, you know, Bella's dad just has chemistry with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Because really he is, he is the eyes of the audience for this film. Oh, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Takes everything 
skepticism. Where, where we're about to play is one of my favorite scenes where he's like, she's like, okay, I'm going to have you meet Edward. And, and Charlie, like, cocks his shotgun. Yes. Oh, and at this point, too, like, Bella and Edward are out as official couple. Um, yeah. And the whole school thinks it's weird. Yes. Because Edward has, like, never dated anybody. But I, I find it weird that everyone thinks it's weird that he's dating her because everyone's so enamored with her. So it's kind of like, yeah, if he's going to date anybody, it's going to be the one who everybody else is in love with. Right, exactly. It's, I mean, it's kind of like putting peanut butter and jelly together. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be surprised when it makes a sandwich. Like, yeah, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're all jelly. Um, yes. That was really like nice motto. Terrible. Um, I think so I feel like that's a pretty solid recap so that's where we are that's where we're about to start we have um about 40 minutes 43 minutes left in the movie so and that's not including credits too so we have a little bit left of that yeah oh true you're right you're right yeah so we have about 40 40 minutes left of a movie I think from last time Um, I know I got distracted commenting on other things and not so much the relationships. So I'm going to try to focus more this time on commenting on relationships. But Twilight is hard to watch and not comment on just general Twilight shit that's going on. I mean, I will say, and I think I missed it last time. um, Like the scene when they are in the woods together and like she has just discovered he's a vampire. Yes, yes, yes. He is like laying it all out for her. Like he is a monster. Mm-hmm. and, like, he has killed people before. It was, the, it was like, the TikTok that you sent me, too. Yeah. Um, he's killed people before. He's, like, a bad guy and all this. And Belle's just like, you know, we all have our flaws. Like, like I still love you. And so I guess I'm to kind of put, it, put it in perspective, like, Edward, of course, is a vampire. Like, he's saying I'm a killer. He's saying all these things. But if we were to take, like, a realistic example of a dude – um, it would be one who says, I'm not looking for a relationship. I don't really, I've had one guy tell me, he's like, I don't do emotions. Like I'm not an emotional person. Like those are the things that guys actually tell us. Like they're not telling us, they're not throwing a tree limb, like a, a tree <laughs> limb against a rock and it explodes and saying, as if you could fight me off. Yeah. Yeah. They're the dudes who like get really close to you and get up in your face. That, yeah. That's the tree limb throwing when he, as, as if you could outrun me, that's saying like, um, you know, maybe like, for example, no one's going to love you as much as I do. Like, exactly. um, so there are realistic examples of that. Edward is just obviously he's a fictional character, right? Number one, yeah. um, he's a fictional character of like a mythological being. So he's, Super, super, super on the end of the spectrum. But still, it's kind of like those abusive relationships where you have the abuse that's outright, like, punching in the face, Mm -hmm. taking away the phone and the car keys. But then you also have, on the other end of that spectrum, you have the um, controlling that's a little less overt. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that we kind of draw parallels to. And the TikTok that I sent Jess was just (laughs) saying, like, of course this entire generation is ruined because our like pedestal relationship I mean Twilight was big you can make fun of Twilight all you want it was big when it came out it everybody was at least aware of it like it was yeah. not a niche 
thing. Like the book was, the book was niche. By the time the movie was coming out, everyone, if you weren't into it, you at least knew what was happening. Exactly. And I think it really kind of helped spark this like new interest in vampires again. Um, and this was like right around the time that I think True Blood was coming out too. So, or like at least the show was. Um, so yeah, like you kind of just had this resurgence. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. And like, I definitely think at least it's a metaphor. I don't know if Stephanie Meyer intended it that way. To I feel like it is a little bit I of a I wish I could give her credit for it, but I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean, there are some that are very obviously in your face. Like, if you've seen the new in, uh, Invisible Man, um, Gosh, the I one with... Oh, so bad. Yeah, I mean, that one, it's, like, right in your face. They're like, this is a metaphor for an abusive relationship. Like, I mean, and it's literal, too. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's literally an Invisible Man. But... <laughs> right. Um, and so I don't know necessarily if it was intentional. I want to believe that it was. Yeah. But I definitely now see a lot more parallels than I did before. Yes. Um, there's there's just a lot, a lot more. And it's also that classic trope of, like, the guy who pushes you away. That's the one you're more into. I know for mm-hmm. me that rings true. Like, I could have four dudes like not this is an exaggeration but say I have four dudes who are like ask me out and really into me but I'm waiting for the text message from that one guy Mm -hmm. so like for Bella Edward is that one guy she's all these guys in school who are in love with all these human boys in her school who are in love with her but (laughs) she wants the one who literally like said I can kill you if I want to exactly and I mean it's kind of like true for Edward too because he can have any girl he wants in that school True, and he wants the little clumsy yeah. one who breaks her foot by looking down, like... Exactly, and the one that he can't read. Like, mm-hmm. she's the only one whose mind he can't, you know, get inside. And it's, like, it's a little bit of a game, you know? <laughs> yeah, because she's, she's, like, mysterious. Um, Like, I don't know if you've seen Eliza Schleslinger's uh, bit, Elder Millennial. Mm-hmm, yeah. He talks about the girl who's, like, at the bar in the corner. Like, there's all these women who are, like proud to be like who they are and dancing and trying to get attention to dudes. And then you have this girl who's like reading in the corner, ignoring everyone. And that's the one the dude's going to go after, even though she's yep. putting out all these no vibes, but the girls who are like, Hey, look at me. They're like, no, exactly. Cause it's like, I think she said something about like, it's a gazelle, yeah. you know, in front the of the distress thing. Like she uses yeah. the analogy of an injured gazelle. Cause she's like, the lion's hungry. Yeah. Uh, but this is the classic, like, damsel in distress situation. Exactly. So that's, yeah. that's the, the trope that we're seeing play out. But I just wanted to highlight some of those things because I don't think we took as deep of a dive into those um, last time. And that was kind of the point of what I wanted to do. So I just wanted to touch on those before we got into the second part. Yeah. And, I mean, just to – before we – you know, hit play. Um, I definitely think we're now kind of in the second half for sure of the movie where it's not just about the romance anymore. Like now we're actually learning that maybe vampires are dangerous. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, so unfortunately my screen just went dead. Okay, here we go. Um, so I am still at one seventeen fifty nine. Okay, good, because I was like, man, I was not recording when we were trying to get on the same pause place, but it took, like, ten tries for me. I think you did, you got it in, like, three or four. Me, it was, like, ten. 
Yeah, it's like there's a nuance to this remote, I think. Um, I you just have to kind of finesse it. Yeah, the batteries need to be replaced in mine. Not that I'm going to blame it on, maybe. Um, but yeah, so we're about to get, like, <coughs> if I see the action part, like, we're going to see that the vampires are dangerous. We're kind of going to see um, this whole other world to it that Bella still is, like, not running for her life. So. Right? <laughs> oh, Bella. Here we go. Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, play. He's in, he's important, Dad. Yeah. Oh, and now he's doing a little halo for his head. Good. Hey, hey, look at that shotgun. Yep. You know, just casually cleaning your shotguns. As dads do. Edward yep. not look happier to be there. Yeah. Hi, Edward. So one thing I always have a question about is like we know that vampires are extremely cold. Yeah. Does it not phase anybody when they like shake hands? I guess if it's like kind of rainy outside, they just assume his hands are cold. But you'd think that Charlie would be like at least look at his hand. Like you'd think they'd write something in to acknowledge it. Right. Also, I hate her outfit. Like I, it's not yeah. her fault, but I hate it. She kind of dresses like she doesn't want to try because then she thinks it's embarrassing but it's like she's trying too hard to not try exactly that's the the threshold she's crossed over so now edward put the uh baseball cap on her they're at a waterfall driving up in their their jeep wrangler maybe it's a wrangler it's a rubicon but I really only know the differences in Jeeps now because I want one. Um, I do like how they all are wearing C's on their baseball caps so that well, you know that they know who is who is who. Okay, but I love the soundtrack is fire. It is. Like, I mean, black hole. Who kill them? Just like chef's kiss. It's wonderful. And a uh, meme of the century, Alice throws her leg up to throw a baseball. Yep. I need to turn my... They time it perfectly with the thunder every time. They're running. Tim was very fast. And very fast. Hint, hint. He's going to fucking kill you. He's a predator. We've already established this. As if you could outrun me. As if... Bella got Rosalie out. I think Rosalie's gonna kill her. Yeah. Come on, babe. It's just a game. <laughs> nice game. But I mean, she was clearly out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not going to be. There goes Carlisle. Ah. Okay, oh, this is the part where Emmett and Edward run towards each other and body slam in the air for no reason. Yes. And neither one of them get the ball. It's, like, one of the only moments that I feel like maybe Robert Pattinson actually enjoyed doing. Because he smiled. Yeah, he smiles. He just be this other side of Edward where he's not serious all the time. Yeah. Oh, he just, Emmett just climbed a tree and wrote... Rosalie's five monkeys. What's with this family and their monkeys? Yeah. Better hold on tight. But maybe they, like, were like, okay, we're going back to Forks. Obviously, like, people here are obsessed with monkeys. So we have to make sure we always talk about it. 
Sorry, and I now we are coming to a stop because we are seeing uh, Laurent, James, and Victoria walking slowly like runway models um, through this fog-covered woods. They're like slow walking. Yeah. And then- um, as vampires who are very fast tend to not do. Well, and I don't understand why Edward said it's too late for them to leave. Like, I don't know why the rest of the family can't talk to these three new vampires and Edward and Bella can't get in the car. Like, I, I've never... Right? Like, I never understood why they couldn't have been, like, going in the car and they're like, oh, yeah, you know... We're just finishing up. They, Yeah, they had an appointment. I don't know. But what kind of vampire appointment would they have, though? If I was a vampire, though, I feel like I would be more like these three. Like, I would be like Victoria. I would be so extra. Right? Like, you can tell they're nomadic. Like, I want to know the backstory between the three of them. How'd they get together? Dude. Well, because, like, um, Ron says that he's, like, 300 years old. Or, yeah. Or he's known James for 300. 300 years comes uh, into play at some point. I think he said he's 300 years old. But then when you see, like, the first scene with Laurent and James and Victoria, like, Laurent's sitting there, and he has, like, this weird, like, 1700s, like, ascot on. Yeah. And and now he's, like, become modern day in the, like, week since that murder. (laughs) Also, can we talk about how James looks like Brad Pitt era um, Fight Club? Yeah. Yeah. Like, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I always thought it was, and I know we're going to get to it in a minute, but I always thought it was, like, something that's supposed to be a shocking reveal later that James and Victoria are together. But when they yeah. walk out of the scene, they're, like, walking together as a couple. I feel like it's just because they're standing on either side of Laurent, like. Yeah. I'm the one with the wicked curveball. Hint, hint, foreshadow, wink, wink. Yeah. That's, um, it's a, it's a feminist story, like I've said. <laughs> female vampires can play baseball and so James is like James looks like a predator but unfortunately I feel like that means like if I saw him in a bar I would be like uh, that's the one right <laughs> I mean oh okay now it's like this like, yeah, like they're all acting like those weird kids in third grade on the playground like how much fun did they have just all, like, haunching like that? They're like. So, I guess James was just like, ah, I guess I smelled human, but mm, guess I'm wrong and, like, was about to give up. And then the convenient wind blows by. I think it was he was trying to figure out which one. Oh. That would okay, be but now James kissed Victoria on the head. See, I would like a backstory because. They're all, pa- Laurent's not paired up with anyone, but most vampires are paired up. Like, do vampires yeah. have to have a pair? Like, what's the mythology here? Like, what's the mythos? I think they do, like, this deep falling in love. Oh, and then Edward's, like, trying to buckle her in for her. Oh, yeah. He's like, she's we gotta go right now. And for and one, Bella didn't care before when she had her seatbelt on in the Volvo. It, but for once, Bella's, like, actually acting scared. She's like, are they gonna come after me? Yeah. You should have been this scared the whole time. Right? Like, girl, you're dating a vampire. (laughs) Which, I, she's like, 
Bella's asking Edward what they're going to do. I would feel safest with, like, I would not feel safe unless I was right there. Like, yeah, I don't know what she's thinking. I would feel like I'd have to be in the presence of vampires to continue to survive. Right? Like, it, it blows my mind that she doesn't think about becoming a vampire until, like, almost the end of the story. When I'm like, uh, that's when you should make me a vampire, like right then and right there. And we can solve that problem. Well, and so, and right now they're arguing in the car. She's like, we got to help my dad. We got to do these things. And Edward was saying, no, no, no. Which, um, is a whole, like, that's a whole gaslighting thing. That's a whole abusive relationship. Like, no, we're not involving, we're isolating you, not involving your parents. So like, I know that in this instance, they're trying to get her away from danger. But Mm -hmm. I feel like. If we were to draw parallels, um, it would be like, you're with me. yeah, like your family's toxic, but I'm not toxic. We got yeah, you won't gain away. anything from being with your family. Yeah. But, oh my gosh, this scene is so, what she says to Charlie, like, oh, Charlie deserves better, man. Oh my, I like, I want to give him a big hug because he, like, just heartbroken. He like finally gets to spend this time with his daughter. Yep. She runs off, immediately gets a boyfriend yep. that now is, like, isolating her from him. And now their breakup is causing her to leave. And she also, she's going back and forth between the bedroom and the bathroom a hundred times for no reason. Right. And, okay, so James is outside. But, yeah. like, that could have been a wonderful opportunity for him unless he just really wanted that chase a little bit more. He just wants to hear the fight with Charlie. Yeah, he's a little eavesdropper. Oh, and hear Charlie saying we can do more stuff together. Oh my gosh, it makes me want to cry. And she just she just goes for that like right hook right there. She she goes for low blows like go yeah. eat a diner, watch baseball. Like here it is. Here's the worst line in the movie. He's and Charlie says I just got you back. And she says, if I don't get out now, I'm just going to be stuck here like mom. That just breaks my heart. Also, my dad would have been, which my dad is very loving, but he would have been like, oh, yeah, take the spark plugs out of the car. Like, yeah, at 16, 17 years old, that attitude would not have flown. (laughs) Right. I mean, but I feel like he has such a delicate balance of like trying to please her because he just got her back and all that. And then here's another controlling thing that Edward does. He's like, all right, now make me, like, I'm going to drive. He's just like, I'm going to, well, so Edward was also the one who told her to hurt Charlie. Yeah. And then he just told her, he's like, oh, don't worry, he'll forgive you. Which he doesn't, he doesn't know Charlie. He doesn't know that. Unless that's, unless it's coming from, he can read his mind. But the thing is, like, they may, it may, that may have been clear in the book. Like, Edward can read his mind and know he's going to forgive him. It's not clear in the movie. In the movie, we just see Edward being like dismissive of that. Yeah. So now they have this little entourage. And and this part gets to me too when she now sees all her friends hanging out like coming out of the diner. Life. Yeah. And she now realizes like she could have been normal. That could have been what she chose. But instead, but- she had to have a hot vampire. <laughs> Yeah, you know. 
tired of these games. It's an unparalleled sense. It's absolutely incredible. You want to know what games rhymes with? James. Because <laughs> that's all he likes to do. I also dated a guy named James who, like, kind of looked like this character, so... Ah, did he like to play games? Yeah, no, he did. Um, not in a fun way, not, like, in a fun, sexy way, but in a, like, he was a drug dealer kind of way. His Christian name was Jimothy, but then when he realized he loved Jack, he turned it into James. <laughs> he also went by Jamantha. <laughs> And I, now as like a mature 27-year-old, I kind of side with Rosalie in this argument. Yeah, because she's worried about her family. Because they, because a vampire, the vampires can kill each other. Like, that's their only threat. And they're putting themselves, their entire family at risk for this one little human that she has said from, it's kind of how I feel with some of my brother's ex-girlfriends. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I've said from the get-go, this girl is crazy. And then. She comes out and acts crazy, and I'm like, what have I said? Exactly. It's just, like, I don't know. She was always the one who was against, like, Bella joining them. But she was so vilified for it, but. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I get it. And, like, seriously, if, you know, Bella gets killed, it's not like, you know, their family will die. Right. Sorry, but they won't. And they've known each other for a lot longer. Also, what is the logic behind, because Edward and Bella are saying goodbye right now. What's the logic behind him not staying with her? Are they trying to distract James as if he can't smell Bella? I think so. And there he is, just looking so brutish as two cars drive away at the same time. I think they're kind of doing like a separate and attack type of thing. Yeah. And I guess it would be safer for her to be with somebody who could see the future rather than somebody who could read minds. Oh, I see. Rosalie's wearing her jacket so they mm-hmm. can do the tracking. Oh, and Jasper and mm-hmm. Alice are holding hands. See, they do have... They, I would buy it that they were in love. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think... Oh, sorry, you go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say the other ones seem like they're just together because that's who was there. But what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, um, so I was, like, doing a little bit of research again because it's been, you know, a hot minute since I've read the books. Right. Oh, yeah. And they don't bring it up in the movies, but I think Jasper and Alice came to the Cullens already as a couple. They did. I remember yeah. that because they all, they have different last names. They yeah. have a different last name than Cullen. But I think they go by Cullen for the school, but they're, it's Alice, some, it's something else. It's, I think it's like Mary Alice Brandon. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And then Jasper is like, I don't know, he was a Confederate soldier. Yeah. I know that. That's all any of us remember. Yeah. Oh, and now Edward can read minds and he knows James changed course. Now Alice sees it. And how lucky is it that Alice can, like, is an artist and can draw her visions? Like, right. that worked what a, what a convenient plot point. <laughs> <laughs> that she can draw perfectly. Also, yeah. by this drawing, it's just a bunch of lines and shadows. And yeah. Bella, oh, this studio that I did ballet oh, right, in. Yeah. 
kid. Like, there's nothing identifiable in that picture. I mean, Alice is an artist, but not in that picture. Right? It, like, it doesn't look any different than any other dance studio. No. It's, even I, with the fancy yeah, archways. I wouldn't have even guessed a dance studio. I would have guessed, like, a museum. Yeah. Where the art is yourself. <laughs> you are the art. Okay, why did the two of them have to do everything together? Why couldn't one of them just go and check out? Um, Alice can see the future, so, like, I don't understand how Alice didn't see Bella breaking off and doing her own thing. Do they right? Do they explain that plot hole? I don't think so. Well, I think it's kind of, you know, it's all based on decision. But, like, she should have seen that maybe Bella made the decision to go to that dance studio where James is. Yeah. But, yeah, if you know that he is here in Arizona with you. Don't let Bella out of your sight. I'm sorry. That's, like, the cardinal rule. Yeah. So don't go to the lobby together. Like, I know it's cute. You're a couple. You want to do everything together. You're in love. Whatever. But you know what? Sometimes things aren't as romantic as they seem, like going and checking out of a hotel together. And I will say something else that points to Bella's immaturity. Like, I get it. So James is saying, I have your mother. I'm going to kill her if you don't come and come alone. But Bella should have enough awareness to where vampires are the only thing that can kill vampires. But she is so easily, like, yeah, killed. You know what I mean? That... It's, it's kind of like in the Joan Benet Ramsey case where they're like, don't alert the authorities, but like the authorities yeah. are the only ones who can help. alert the authorities, bring the vampires. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like they're already in danger. Um, but, like, herself is just stupid. Like, I don't care what he said. I don't care if he said he was going to kill mom. Like you bring four vampires, roll yeah. up one, they're going to rip them apart. Like, so this is, this makes her seem very teenager. I don't think she paid for that cab. <laughs> she, she winked at him. It's also back to narration. Like, we had narration for the first minute where she's like, I've never thought about death. And then she just did a little more narration. And I guess that's supposed to be like, this is based off a book. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just kind of seemed like Jasper and Alice were kind of treating this as a little vacation for themselves. Yeah, like, they were. Yeah, like, they're just checking out together. They're talking. Like, whatever, like... And Bella fucking left her suitcase and was like, they'll take care of it for me. Like, they're not your maids, Bella. Right. And she did not pay that driver. I'm, like, convinced she didn't. I want to see a deleted scene where she pays for the driver. Like, (laughs) and they didn't have Uber. And I'm sorry. I thought that vampires couldn't be, like, seen in mirrors. Isn't that, like, a big trope of theirs? Yeah, they can't be seen in mirrors. Yeah. And they're not supposed to go in sunlight. And, well, no, that's a twilight. The sunlight thing is a twilight. No, it's not a vampire thing. Yeah, I guess this, you know, this is the Twilight mythology where they can show up in pictures and they can, yeah. you know, paint in mirrors. And they don't turn into that. Also, okay, this whole interaction, it just, like, if you were just listening to it and you weren't watching it, you would think you were watching a porn. Oh, for sure. Like, all Bella does is go, <laughs> yeah. As he's, like, whispering these dirty things, he's like, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do to you. And I'm recording it so that your boyfriend can watch. This is revenge porn. I'm telling you. I'm like. (laughs) His rage will make for more interesting sport. Like, 
Yeah, so where are Victoria and Laurent during? Well, I know Laurent is with, like, her family, but, like, where's Victoria? Laurent, I, I don't know where Victoria, unless Victoria isn't into, um, murder. I don't know, she's like, you know what, babe, you go and you thrill kill, okay? <laughs> um, you have fun, I'm gonna, like, stay home and, I don't know. And see, James does seem like a classic. Like, he seems like he could be, like, a serial killer, like a BTK, like... Yeah. Getting off on the fear and... I get some Ted Bundy vibes. I'm not lie. Well, they also say vampirism was, like, a metaphor for sex. I feel like the original Dracula. Mm-hmm. Okay. He just broke Bella's leg, but you would not think that's what he did to Bella. Right? Okay, like, because I broke my foot. I did not sound like that. <laughs> no, I think I I fractured my foot, like, hairline fractures. I just, like, cried. I wasn't like, ugh. Like, I made, like, this weird wailing sound, and then I was like, oh, no. Yeah. It was, like, guttural. I'm like, oh, it's broken. And so now Edward and James are fighting. So, did they run? Did they drive? How did they get to Arizona? I think Edward ran. He really, like, I know a lot of people give, like, Game of Thrones some crap for how, like, how fast the dragons were when they, like, went to the wall um, after Danny got that message. Yeah. And... But, like, we don't really talk about how Edward just kind of magically ran all the way here. Like, across the country. Well, not, I guess, across the country. And now, so James bit Bella's wrist. So she's turning. Which, like, I don't know why they don't just let it happen. Also, okay, if you just saw Bella and her yeah. noises. Like, she is making O faces. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. Not how I look, like, when I'm in pain. I can promise you that. And she's, like, she's, you know, gyrating a little bit on the floor. She's, just, like, writhing around and, like, eyes are rolling back in her head, like. And then here she come the rest of them. She is probably super fucking pumped that she's turning into a vampire. Like, this is all she's wanted. So she probably is, like, having some feel-good chemicals going on. All right. So I have kind of a consistency problem right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because, all right, so Alice is freaking out over the blood. Right. You know, Bella's clearly bleeding. And mm-hmm. it's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And in the second one, like, Jasper is the one who attacks her over, like, a paper cut. Yeah. How is he not, like, affected by this right now? I will, the only thing, so what What I don't understand is why Carlisle can't just take care of her. I The only pass I get for Jasper is that they're so busy pulling James apart that it's enough of a distraction. Yeah, he's more thirsty for, like, the revenge, revenge right now than, like, yeah. killing another vampire. Like, I can understand Jasper being distracted. What I don't understand is why Carlisle can't handle, like, I just don't understand why he's, like, the only solution is Edward suck out the venom. That doesn't even work for snake bites. Let yeah. Because isn't, if he sucks on it, isn't he just putting his own Yeah, venom? seriously. I don't know. Maybe they, like, maybe they can put their teeth to stun uh, so that <laughs> they you can know, do like venom out. or maybe it's love that's stopping it 
I guess maybe it's the initial bite that causes the venom to go in. But I thought it was supposed to be all of his bodily... F- I don't know. I don't know. Like, when you break skin? So if he's just, like, going but into an area... So I guess it's not all bodily fluid. Yeah. Um, I'm loving all the dancing that they're doing around this fire. Yeah, this, they've got a little coven thing kind of going on. Now, imagine the, like, the dance teacher coming in Monday morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> All of her windows are broken. <laughs> this pile of ash on the floor. Like and a giant hole. <laughs> um, also, Bella's, like, going cross-eyed. Well, but, I mean, I guess if all if I had just had the shit beat out in me, my leg was broken, there was a bunch of glass everywhere, and I was watching the guy get ripped up, maybe my eyes would go cross-eyed, too. Like, I, yeah, I should I think so hard on this. You know what? I think Carlisle's a gentleman. He probably left, like, a brick of gold. Like... At the dance studio, and he was like, "So sorry for the mess." He, yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna donate one billion dollars to your establishment." <laughs> the soundtrack man is fire. All right, so notice now mm-hmm. she has the tubes like right on her eyes, but then when they cut away, they're like clearly not at her eyes anymore. <laughs> yeah, because. She, like, can't open her eyes because the tubes are in her eye and yeah. not in her eyes. Yeah. And there's mom. Lack of continuity for me. Mm-hmm. He's sleeping. Edward's sleeping. Which, that's also kind of a little, uh... It's a little sus because, I'm sorry, if I broke up with a dude and my story was that I was so upset and I fell down a flight of stairs and through a window, my parents would be like... My parents would be like, sorry, dude, you're not in the room until I know how she feels. Like, they wouldn't let him in while I was sleeping until they knew I was, like, okay with him again. Yeah, especially Charlie, who seems extremely protective of her. That, like, blows my mind. Because they know she was leaving because they were breaking up. And so, I don't know, at least for my parents, they would not let... They would probably like that he was at the hospital, to be honest. But they would not let him in the room until I was conscious and could make that choice. Yeah, and honestly, it's kind of a dick move on Edward in the first place to just sit there and pretend to be asleep when, like, you know you can't sleep at all and you can read minds. Like, just go, like, go just take a walk or something. Just pretend the conversation woke you up. Or, yeah, yeah. like like you said, yeah, wake up, what? go I for a walk. this time. Because <laughs> you're clearly eavesdropping. And the thing is, is he knows, Bella knows, so he's pretty much like, say what you want, but I, can, I know what you're going to say. Which, that is a... The red flag abusive thing. Yeah, and the thing of it is, too, is he made the choice for her, like, to not become a vampire. Oh, yeah, they would ha- I would be pissed. We would have a fight. Yeah, even though, like, at the end of this, she, I mean, spoiler alert, obviously, she's like, I want to be you, or, like, one of you. And they talk about how she's part of the family. I mean, that solves your problem. I know we touched on it. But, like, instead, he made this choice because he thinks he knows what's best for her. Right. He made this life-altering decision for her. And he just, like, stares right at her so intently. It's a little terrifying. So this is the one thing. So she says, I'm alive because of you. But he says, no, you're in here because of me. That is, yes, accurate. Yeah. Um. They are both correct and incorrect, I guess. But Edward being more correct. 
And now he's like, now that you're awake and you're broken, I'm going to dump you and tell you to go to Jacksonville. Yeah. No. No. And she's like, no. And I'm with her. At this point, I'm all in. Like, bitch, I almost died for you. No, I can't. I can't just leave. Plus, wouldn't now she be in danger? Because, you know, we're introduced to the Volturi in the next, you know, book slash movie. And they don't like when people know about vampires. Yeah, seriously. Like, she's been screwed since he confirmed for her that he was a vampire. Like, I know he's, like, so determined to save her soul or whatever, but, you know, it's not up to him. But if he, like, bites her, then she doesn't have a soul, and then they don't have to worry about what happens to the soul. Exactly. They just have, you know, until forever. Yeah. Now got a forehead kiss, and now we got some aerial aerial views of the greenery again. And reminds me of um, Jurassic Park. Now we have Charlie and Edward sitting at a table. I really wanted to see a scene, and I don't even know if it's in the book or not, but I wanted to see that like moment of Bella apologizing to her dad. I know. I think it it is in the book, if I remember correctly. Um, Also, how many girls at your high school wore Converse's to prom or homecoming because of this look? You know, I really wanted to. I won't lie. (laughs) I did. Just a little bit. I, if, if she didn't have the leggings on underneath her dress, maybe. Yeah, it just now looks too casual. But yeah, like the whole thing of it, I... One of my brother's ex-girlfriends did it, and I was just like, ugh. I mean, I know they get a little bit of an apology right there, but. I don't know. My heart just hurts for Charlie. He's so in the dark about a lot of things, and he has the, like, best intentions. He's confused, and he's trying to give her a lot of space and be respectful. Like, of her growing up. Now we have hot Jacob. Yeah, look at him. She's like, are you crashing prom or something? Did you come with a date? Which, I mean, what did he come for? He came to warn her, apparently. Oh, it's the dad made him. But why did he get dressed up if he was just going to, like, drop by, tell her something, and then leave? Because he's got to, like, you know, compare muscles with Edward. Yeah. So that he could take her away if he wanted to. We'll be watching you. You're surrounded by psychos. That is um, an Illuminati type thing. She does have more chemistry with um, Jacob. Like, she seems scared of Edward, but she seems to enjoy Jacob. Uh, I mean... That's just so controlling. He has to immediately get in the way. And put the sweater on. And and, see, and Bella doesn't know that Jacob is a werewolf and they have these centuries. She just thinks her boyfriend doesn't like her best friend. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go with my boyfriend anyway. Like, yeah. And the thing of it is, too, is like, you know, Jacob's another guy, too. It almost just kind of looks like, you know, um, that he doesn't want her hanging out with other guys. Right. And she is totally accepting of that like no question she's just like whatever you want hun 
that did kind of look like, oh, there's a little oh. cameo for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, that does look like a fun prom theme. It though. does. The casino theme. But I also hate her sweater. Like, yeah. whoever did wardrobe, I, I just want to. I just want to talk. I just want to have a chat. Like, I just yeah. want to have a conversation. Okay, so, like, that's one of the only moments where we see, like, a different side of Bella, where she's, like, pointing at her boobs, and she's like, Jessica, you look great. Yeah, she's pointing at Jess's boobs, and it's because earlier, when Bella wasn't paying attention to them trying on dresses, Jessica was like, this makes my boobs look better, so it's kind of like Bella's like, see, I do pay attention. See, I was there, I helped you pick out this prom dress, remember, we're best friends. I would dance. I would get married in that Disney airport, in all honesty. Is that a gondola? Or make that up? Oh. Oh, because what's a gondola? Gondola is like the boat. I'm so dumb. Um, yeah, gazebo. Yeah, I would. Uh, I want that gazebo in my backyard. I want to get married in it, and then I want to transport it to every backyard I have. I want to just lay in it. I'd probably put a hot tub in it. Like I, I mean, seriously, like my dream would be get like to be getting married under the stars, and I would love something like that. It's just so romantic. And then I guess everyone else is like, oh, I guess we'll leave the gazebo now. Yeah, because they are, like, they're so close because Edward put her on top of his shoes. Yeah. Aren't they dancing the flightless bird right now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, see, that I do. I would have that at my wedding. I'm not going to lie. Like. Yeah. It's very romantic. And now, you know, she's and him, turn me into you. Like, right now, here at prom, she can't think about anything else for five minutes. And he's just like, mm-mm, I'm saving your soul. Like, I know what's best for you. Which, if he would actually have a conversation with her, it would be different. But he's just, like, vaguely telling her no. So, of course, she's going to argue. Yeah. But then again, they've only known each other, so I've dated for about, like, two and a half months now. <laughs> True. Uh, I'm not even, like feeling in love with anybody at that point so uh I mean they're just rushing right into it that's how long my last two relationships lasted it was about a little over two months so I'm glad that I didn't ask them to change me into an immortal being and be their mate I mean maybe that's what you should have done you know maybe that's the problem should I call them is that that what we just established why don't you just like text them and be like, I know what you are. <laughs> oh my God. Them fighting words. And now Edward's just kissing Bella's neck and Bella was super into it, which should, I feel like she should have a little bit more apprehension because she felt what that's going to feel like. So yeah. as as it hurts now. Yeah. Like she's very aware of how painful it is. I would, if I was going to do it, which probably if I were in her shoes, I'd be like, yes, turn me. But I would be like, want to be at home, in bed, in like comfy PJs, like right. where I could ride around for three days. Like I wouldn't want to be in my prom dress in a broken foot boot in front of all my friends. Like, yeah, I won't, I would want to go to like some kind of celebrity rehab facility, I think. Mm, good, you know. good choice. Now they're going to. They're going to kiss, which doesn't turn her into a vampire. So I feel like it has similar. I've had these same kind of questions and complaints with The Walking Dead. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can cut off an arm with a knife that you used to kill a zombie and that doesn't spread the disease. So I guess Edward can bite her and it would turn her, but kissing her doesn't turn her. So what's up with that dolphin like ice statue that's on the fountain? fountain? There are two dolphins Ooh. like on the fountain. Now we're looking in the window, which I mean mysterious woman from prom this beautiful woman who by next show will turn into Bryce Dallas Howard yeah how did she even get in to prom um because nobody needs tickets for anything here I remember in the theater when you you see it's Victoria and she walks down the steps everybody's like oh my god what like, I remember people freaking out in the theater. Oh, my God. I remember people clapped the first time they saw Jacob and the first time they saw Edward. Yes. Yeah, like the woo! Ooh, here's that, that salty or that sultry makeout scene again. <laughs> and then uh, waterfall and... But I definitely think Thanks. that, you know... Edward is definitely super controlling. Yes. Um, and I don't think we really see this change until the last movie, Flashbook, when she finally changes. Yeah, and then she's, like, confident. Well, you know what? She's doing the thing that they say. Like, you play the game until you get what you want, and once you get what you want, you can stop playing the game. So Bella's playing the mm-hmm. game. And uh, I think, I don't know. So one thing that really, really bothered me, and this is, I think, in Eclipse, maybe, is Jacob made Bella this um, bracelet, and it had, like, a little wooden wolf on it. Do you remember that? Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then, like, Edward got so jealous of it that he then made, like, a little gem for her that was, like, a cold heart or whatever. And he's, like, there for the two minutes. Like, you can't just let her have this one gift, like, from her one friend that she has, that she hasn't completely isolated by being with you. I <sighs> feel like there are a ton of weird moments um, with, with all of them. Um, I also remember my prom was in April and you have to remember in the movie or maybe May but in the movie Bella straight up says she got there in March so you're right I don't even think it was two and a half months like I think it was maybe two months on the nose that they were together because she got there in March and I mean school's out by June so May prom has got to be in May yeah so yeah, I mean, it really wasn't that long. And I know in the book, it was like she came in in January. Yes. So they had like three extra months, which I mean, a, a five to six month relationship. Yes, I can respect that you are now crossing the threshold into being serious. Mm-hmm. I don't but, know why they changed it for the movie. Like, I don't know why. There are a lot of decisions they made in the movie that made it worse. Like, I don't understand what they gained. Yeah, I think the pacing was really off. And I don't know if that was a directing choice, if that was the writing choice, because um, I think it's Melissa Rosenberg. She did the scripts for all of the movies. Okay. Um, 
And it seems like in the other ones, the pacing isn't as off as it is in this one. So I'm wondering if maybe that was like a directing choice um, to have it change to be sooner. Because I know that's like, I mean, among other things, that's a big gripe about this <laughs> movie is how fast it, like, it went. Yeah. Well, they left out a lot of details. Mm-hmm. Um, which I would love, I, I feel like it would have been interesting to have someone's perspective who had never like read the books because I feel like we've talked a lot about like, oh, this was in the book, this was in the book. But what would we think about certain things not knowing the background and the backstory? Yeah, um, I don't know, I don't if, know if people would people feel would lost or not. Because if you look at this from not having read the book, you just kind of think, eh, it's, it's like a teenage movie. <laughs> Yeah, right. You just dismiss it as like, ah, uh, yeah, a modern Romeo and Juliet kind of, you know, that fit in with the genre that was popular at the time. Right. I don't know. Yeah. That. I remember reading Twilight, Hunger Games. I didn't read until later. I don't know if it was out or not, but I didn't. I didn't read Hunger Games, Divergent, any of those until later. I remember reading Twilight was kind of like my first my age romance. Like I read Gone with the Wind when I was I'm sure way too young to read Gone with the Wind, but Twilight was like the first, no, and I read Princess Diaries when I was about that same age. So I feel like those were kind of the series. I I feel like those were kind of the romances, Princess Diaries and Twilight. Like I don't know. I think it's it's interesting going into, I think, any fandom, not knowing really anything. Um, oh, I didn't realize uh, Twilight is apparently part of the Lucasfilm industry. So Star Wars, this is... Wow. What it just said. <laughs> <laughs>